0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Newsreel. My name is Ken. And my name is Jeremy. And uh, for those of you who are checking out the Newsreel for the first time, on this show we talk movie and TV news. But... Uh, before we get into the newsreel, Jeremy, let's get into our TNR question of the day. And uh, this one was actually found on our favorite Instagram, uh, Barstool Sports. Um, and this was, what, a couple weeks ago. I just found it, saved it, and I figured it would be a nice uh, way to start off this edition of the newsreel. And so uh, the question they ask is... What's the most rewatchable TV show of all time? And Mm. I'm actually asking this in general and not necessarily personally for you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because unfortunately, Arnold hasn't made any TV shows. Not yet. And I would have said Smallville because how many times he mentioned Smallville. But like you said, it's like for the general public, I would say The Office hmm yes i was gonna if it was also me i've been like oh yeah full house (laughs) (laughs) i mean I was like a kid but uh the office i thought either the friends or the office and just in general i just feel like the office is better
0: yeah oh yeah i agree with you that was like the first one that came to my mind as well um i think just the fact that obviously streaming has just taken over i mean obviously uh we talked briefly about it, uh, last week on, uh, on the season premiere of the newsreel, how Netflix, um, basically is taking over the streaming. I, I know that, uh, Disney plus is now kind of nipping on their heels. HBO max is as well. Um, but you know, Netflix is, has, uh, up until this year has always had the office. And I think that really did help out, um, the fact that, you know, it's, the most rewatchable TV show.
1: Yeah. Any other ones that you like kind of came up to mind or just office at the top? Well, the office off the top, but then,
0: I mean, you already mentioned the other one that I thought of. And mm. for me, uh, Oh, net, you know, the office in more recent years, but the, uh, you know, the one that has been around the longest for me has been friends just because it started, uh, back in 1994, and i remember w- i would watch it like in its original run but uh they would be those episodes would be available on um the channels like tbs uh, nick at night uh local like fox affiliates both uh ktvu and kicu here in the bay area and so like it was always going to be available and i feel like in back in the you know Cable days, the dark ages—or not really dark ages—but back ages. in the ca- <laughs> yeah, back in cable era. times, yeah, in cable times, it was always friends. And I feel like now in streaming, it's definitely The Office.
1: Yeah, I agree. But guys, if if you guys could think of anything, feel free to, you know, tell us whether shows are super rewatchable. Well, I mean,
0: Breaking Bad's up there too because it's on Netflix.
1: <laughs> yeah, which I still need to finish come on man no, no, no man <laughs> well here on the newsreel uh i mean jeremy
0: and i for the most part have kind of divvied up uh what our topics are usually at um jeremy tends to be more the movie guy and i happen to be more of the tv guy and so this week i will be mentioning uh this week's tv topic which is um, I actually came across a, a, a quick news blur basically saying that season three of The The Mandalorian, which happens to be a Disney Plus original, it actually began filming today. Um, and uh, that's actually according to uh, The Mandalorian actor Carl Weathers. And so as of today, the 13th of October, which is when we are um, recording this episode, is there one thing? that you that i guess you know where season 2 kind of left off is there one thing that you're really looking forward to like trying to find you know like figure out or find out for season 3 or is, like are you trying to look are you, are you looking forward to like new characters are there any like characters that have been introduced in the star wars like expanded universe that they may potentially introduce mm. um in, in season 3 um
1: yeah Feel free to cover any of that as it relates to Season 3. Dude, like, I'm pretty excited because I've been wondering when is Season 3 of The Mandalorian coming because obviously they got a Book of Boba Fett coming. Um, I would like to see Boba Fett come back in Season 3, uh, but he probably won't because he's going to get his own show. Other things besides... Because Boba Fett's not actually at the top of my list, surprisingly, to come back for Season 3. For me, it's actually Bo-Katan... And, um, you know, the Mandalorian, uh, just to, to see what that, how that happens, you know, with the whole, like, uh, what, what, what was the sword called again? Oh, the, uh, Um, the dark, dark saber, saber. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to see what happens with that. I think that's obvious. I liked her character in the clone wars, but also in the live action, I thought they'd like really nailed the character, nailed the storyline and just for it to, the way it ended in season two is such like a cliffhanger, because uh, there's so much tension between the two characters that I hope that we get into like the politics and the um, the lore of Mandalore, as they say.
0: Yeah, because I mean, um, really, like if you lose a duel, I mean, I mean, it basically gets handed over, right? Like the dark saber.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering, because he was like, um, Mando was basically like, I don't care. Go go ahead and have it. But <laughs> then he's like, no, you can't just do that, man. There's <laughs> yeah, rules could, to this stuff. Yeah, you could tell he didn't know, obviously. <laughs> so that's actually the thing I'm looking forward to the most in season three. So I Ooh. hope that they continue it and don't wait until like season four. Yeah, uh, because I feel like I
0: don't think we'll see uh, Grogu. At all in season mm. three, uh, that's it might be a hot take, uh, just because I doubt that we'll see Luke. Uh, I guess what CGI Luke Skywalker anytime soon, and obviously he's going to be training. So I feel like Grogu is going to be gone for at least one season, if not more. Uh, but realistically, I agree with you. Actually, for season three, as far as like uh, seeing all the um, different Mandalorians. Uh, but I kind of want to see where Moff Gideon like mm. takes us, just because that's actually where we actually saw the last time we saw the uh, the dark saber.
1: Yeah, because surprisingly he didn't die at the end of the season. Yeah. So I'm, because usually Star Wars villain, Star Wars villains always die and all that stuff. I mean, freaking Palpatine came back somehow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's another character that. I feel like needs to come back. But I always feel like how do you pronounce his name? Moff Gideon? No, no. Um oh. the actor's name. He, oh. He's always doing a bunch of stuff. So I always feel like he's super busy. He's like on the boys. I think he's in a video game. Yeah. Uh there's like he's in everything.
0: Yeah, John Carlo uh, Esposito.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the name.
0: I mean, I've always been a fan since uh, obviously he uh he appeared at the i want to say the end of season 2 of breaking bad as uh gustavo fring and uh and he's also, you know, reprising that role in the final season of better call saul which is a very another quality uh quality show and he's obviously he's he embodies that character. He's so good at it. he's so cool, calculating and i feel like a little bit of gustavo fring, gus fring is in Moff Gideon. It's just obviously in a galaxy far, far away.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's not Alf selling fried chicken and freaking Tatooine or something. <laughs> hey, Los Pollos Hermanos. <laughs> that, that always looked
0: good, by the way. I know it always, it would always make me hungry every time they had a Los Pollos Hermanos, uh, <laughs> scene on Breaking Bad.
1: <laughs> All right, man. You mentioned earlier that I do keep up with the movie stuff. Uh, and you keep up with the TV stuff. So, No Time to Die actually came out recently. You know, the James Bond movie, 007. That that James Bond, that No Time to Die, that finally came out. That was supposed to come out two years ago. And apparently, the box office hasn't been as kind as they wanted it to be. Uh, domestically, it's been about $65 million so far. First five days, I guess. Uh, not too bad but considering that their budget was like 250 million um that's kind of like middle of the road i'm pretty sure they wanted a little bit higher it's not bad but it's not the greatest either so my question to you because uh casino royale came out in uh 2006 right and uh, the last pierce Brosnan movie was that 2002 2003 I don't know. Let me look that up real quick. What was it called? Die Another Day, was it? No, I, Tomorrow Never Dies. Ah, oh, I forgot. I'm get, I get them all mixed up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, here it is. Uh, the World is Not Enough. Uh, hmm. That actually came out in... Oh, no, So I'm sorry. Die Another Day. You are correct, actually. 2002.
1: Okay, 2002. So, and Casino Royale was 2006, so that's a four-year gap. So that's a that's a good bit, I guess. Uh, but I felt like a lot of the uh, Pierce Brosnan movies after Goldeneye were like pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Goldeneye like was Gold-
0: literally the only good one. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my question to you, Ken, is pretty much: How long, considering uh, no obviously no spoilers for No Time to Die, but how long do you think it's gonna take for them? to reboot james bond with a new actor
0: that's a good question you know what uh i think four years sounds about right i mean 2025 because i feel like they're uh they want to let no time to die kind of like have its moment in the sun uh and then i'm sure they want to find that next uh that next actor you know uh the I mean, there's been rumors of different various actors, uh, like, I guess most notably recently it was um, Henry Cavill,
1: mm, yeah, uh,
0: and then obviously, yeah, what's his name? It's uh, from the Suicide Squad. Oh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Oh my goodness. I John was Cena as James John Bond. Cena? <laughs> James Bond.
1: <laughs> Holy crap.
0: Oh my god, that would that would be a sight to see for sure, uh, but I feel like they will need to find someone it'll take at least a year uh because you know i feel like obviously bond is such a v- very recognizable franchise this is no time to die is what the 25th film in the whole franchise mm-hmm. and they need to find someone uh that is i guess young enough to be able to you know being under contract for multiple films you would think that it would be in the at least three or four film range at least yeah um and so taking into account like how often these come out two or, two or three year gap in between i mean 5 years i'm sorry 5 films within 15 years that's an average of every 3 years for for Daniel Craig and i was rewatching casino royale pretty recently and man he was looking real young before and he definitely aged in 15 i mean who hasn't aged in 15 years and he still looked good for sure
1: yeah dude i i was guessing the same too about five years because uh related to the box office i wonder it's like are they questioning uh whether or not you know is there still should we wait for it to be uh to be longer so then there's not like a a bond fatigue or something like that um and i feel like daniel craig is pretty widely regarded uh as a you know pretty good bond and for me though it's like i would have said richard madden as uh the next bond if he wasn't um gonna be in like eternals and marvel and stuff
0: well that's a good one um I really didn't think about that. I I guess I haven't really um kept my ear to the ground as far as like uh I guess other actors besides Idris Elba or I guess Henry Cavill. Um I could actually see him being a, a pretty good I, I I don't know if we've been like spoiled by Daniel Craig and how yoked he, <laughs> he was from <laughs> yeah. the get-go and obviously Richard Madden's definitely got a kind of a different uh, body type or whatever. It would be more along the lines of, I guess, Pierce Brosnan ish mm-hmm. or, you know, just someone who just happens to be kind of suave. But yeah, I could definitely see uh, Richard men as, as being a pretty good bond.
1: Cause I would like to see much more of a espionage bond, you know, mm-hmm. just try, like really trying to fit in type of bond, but it doesn't have to be um, like super dark. It's not like freaking Jason Bourne. Uh, but to the point of where he's not like super flashy, but you know, not, not the brute that, that <laughs> Daniel Craig was, casino. especially in like Casino Royale. Oh my goodness. Uh, From the
0: very first uh, scene that he was in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop touching your bloody ear.
0: <laughs> oh, even before that, remember when yeah. they did the the black and white scene? Because it was so oh, brutal.
1: Yeah. Damn. Damn. That was good. I feel like the next Bond, it's gonna be hard to top that type of uh, brutality. So they should go in a different direction, just like you know how Batman is. I mean, they don't have to go all the way one way like freaking De- uh, George Clooney, but <laughs> you know they gotta um, uh, they do gotta mix it up once in a while to make it you know fresh.
0: Yeah, I I can definitely see that. That way, it'll give a, a like a fresh perspective on on the on the franchise as a whole. Um, I mean, kind of going back to, you know, bond fatigue. I don't think there is. I feel like, you know, this movie has, you know, it it was supposed to come out two years ago. Obviously it was affected by the pandemic. And I honestly don't think it helps that. And, you know, we'll eventually get that, uh, get to this whenever we do get to our no time to die episode. But I feel like the runtime kind of hurts it a little bit because mm. uh, two hours and forty three minutes is a long time, and uh, I feel like, yeah, I think that kind of deters people a little bit, uh, especially during the pandemic. They're not gonna want to hang out for that those extra potentially forty minutes. Um, That's true. at a movie when they could be just waiting for it to come out on on you know streaming or whatever.
1: Yeah, because you know like. If you're going to stay like close to three hours for a movie, uh, the easy bankable movies like would be like Endgame, obviously, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe Mission Impossible, maybe, but even Bond, I feel like they're kind of in the same, I feel like, yeah, the runtime does kind of hurt the box office a little bit. You know, they're not able to put as many movie times, as many show times in a theater you
0: know, oh, yeah, did. <laughs> I, I, I was surprised and not really surprised because I wasn't really thinking about it. But when I was trying to find uh, a, a showtime to go catch it opening night, I was like, oh, there's hardly any showings. Well, these are only two options. It's 645 or or like eight. And I was like, "Ooh, eight's kind of late, especially if it is going to run three hours. But I was like, oh, well, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, with the longer runtime, there's going to be fewer showings or uh, available showings, I should say.
1: Yeah. And I have a, you know, I have an opinion on the runtime, but you're going to have to hear that on uh, Monday's podcast episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> great teaser. Great teaser. Yeah. Shameless, basically a shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Jeremy, I mean, I mean, we've been talking about no time to no time to die. I mean, do you want to preview what we have officially upcoming for uh, for the weekly real podcast, the main show?
1: Yeah, next week is going to be the last outing for Daniel Craig as 007, James Bond in No Time to Die. Spectre, uh, on the other hand, we thought was going to be the last movie. Nope, No Time to Die is the last Daniel Craig Bond movie and you're going to hear all our thoughts on Monday. I'm pretty excited to hear um, your thoughts, Ken, and this movie is a long one. But it's probably a good ending to the era, I hope.
0: Yeah. You'll yeah. basically uh, have to wait until our episode to see if we actually like the ending.
1: Mm-hmm. The question is, was it better than Spectre? We'll see. We'll let you guys know.
0: Was it better than Quantum of Solace?
1: <laughs> uh, I guess you'll have to see now. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows nowadays it could be, who knows? Quantum solace, who knows, man? It could be uh, someone's guilty pleasure. <laughs>
0: yeah, very guilty.
1: <laughs> very, very guilty. <laughs>
0: but yeah, yeah. Def- definitely check out our uh, episode uh, this coming Monday, which will be October 18th. Um, and so uh, until then, definitely stay in tune with our uh, social media or
1: the Weekly Real podcast. Uh, where the, can they follow us, uh, Jeremy? Uh, so that's going to be at Weekly Real. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.
0: Yes, exactly. And so, uh, you know, our audience, thank you again for supporting the Weekly Real podcast. We do appreciate your ears. Uh, definitely let us know. Uh, send us DMs on, uh, on we, at Weekly Real Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and uh, we definitely look we we like hearing from you guys you know this is why we do the show and so uh, we thank you all for supporting the weekly real podcast and we'll see you next time on the real